Hello and welcome to another episode of Empower You Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Abney, and I'm here just to shine a little light on the pathway to living life a little bit more consciously. And how we do that is we just share stories, meet folks that are on the same their path, see how we vibe, see how we're all doing, and learn to create community for people that are, are seeking that next level in their life. And we're here today to power you up. So I hope you're ready because I'm. In, I am so excited to introduce my guest today. And um, Charles Logan here from. You're in Sarasota, Florida, correct? That's correct. And um, we were just sharing a little bit before we started to record about um, the things you do, the things I saw on your website, and I'm ready to dive in. Just to introduce yourself and, and share a little bit about how you stumbled onto or how it found you what you're doing right now in that way or one of the things that you're doing and why you're so passionate about it so uh hi i'm charles logan i am a uh guide teacher and healer in the lineage king solomon through the modern mystery school and essentially the the reason that i do uh, pretty much everything that i do at this point is that there was a point uh not that long ago about six, seven years, maybe a little more, where my life was a wreck and I wasn't doing well. And I was becoming more and more aware of the fact that if I didn't do something that I wasn't going to be around much longer, not necessarily intentionally. Uh, but that also doesn't mean I wasn't killing myself any less either. And, uh, that started me on a spiritual path, which uh, kind of, uh, I always say, kind of took the nosedive that I was on and made it a little bit less dramatic. Um, <laughs> like somebody but, took the wheel right at the end before it's getting ready to crash, right? It at least kept me from, from going quite so downhill so fast. Um, yeah. But I didn't, that didn't really fully fix it yet. And, and I was still seeking and searching for something to to take me onto the uphill side of things. And uh, through years of looking in many different places and different teachers and different modalities and different schools, training and all these different things, I eventually came across the King Solomon lineage and uh, what's now called the Modern Mystery School, which is the, the modern day business that has allowed the lineage that's been around for 3000 years uh, and even longer going back with the Hermetic teachings to now operate in the public because the mystery schools always used to be closed. Like they were, they were secret. They were invitation only. If you could find them, you know, there were only select few that were allowed to train there. But 20 years ago, our, our lineage, the North American lineage opened to the public. And now these teachings are available for everyone. So through some interesting jumping through hoops of the universe, I uh, ended up being down in Naples, Florida, doing a show and ended up meeting who is now my guide and mentor and good friend, Barbara who introduced me to the lineage. And that's what finally, that's what finally did it. That's what finally took the the downhill and, and switched me to uphill and, and got me to where I am now, which is, uh, it's just such a far cry internally, externally as well. There's been a lot of external shifts, but even back when I was really struggling, I don't know that most of the people around me would have known that I was really having the challenges that I did. I mean, a few people might've been like, Oh, he kind of drinks a lot, but you know, other than that, I don't know if anybody really knew, that I was having the the problems that I was. Uh, so I don't know. There's right. yeah, yeah. You know, so much. We don't talk uh, about so that with each it. other. We don't talk about that with each other. Everybody has it, even when stuff is going really, really well. It's still going on in that background. Yeah. So it's like I I I love creating the space to 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 share that we're all these things that were really kind of similar. It's not distinct. Now, however, 
I thought I was the only one on the planet that was like experiencing those things. And I just never even occurred to me that somebody else would have been pretending to, because I just thought everybody had like such perfect, you know, cookie cutter little lives. And that's what you think think that everybody else is doing great. And if they're not doing great, then they're just not going to care about my problems anyway. So, you know, yeah. Um, and especially as men, we tend to not really express our, our feelings and our emotions outwardly. And, you know, uh, we, we just push it aside because it gets in the way of us getting things done, uh, which is our main focus and task in the world is to get things done. And then those pesky emotions, they're just getting in the way all the time. So yeah, get out of here, you know. Long before I discovered that those emotions were really just energy in motion, everything was energy. And, you know, like whatever it is, we all discover our own somehow the universe has got guardrails on us thank god that can like shift us to exactly where we're going to be but i love words i love language i love i'm so interested just by what you said earlier when you're introducing yourself and you were talking about that you have to forgive me though i don't know any of those words or what they mean oh like, okay. so share with me a little bit like a lineage or you like mm. i really am interested in in learning what's underneath the hood of that so i'm an energy guy i see energy so it's not so much the me that juices what that lineage like open up in you, you know, like yeah. so we all have our own little path, but I, uh, that thread that like kind of all holds us together really is, I believe inside of our stories about what was the thing like that transformed in our heart you know, that shifted you mm-hmm. where you're obviously, I'm here talking to you today and I, I can feel the, your love, your heart chakra is wide open. So mm-hmm. I know that you're coming from that space. You're not coming from your ego or your headspace. So that probably died along with all that other stuff back six years ago, like it did me. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's has far less control over me now than it ever has. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm still human. Right. So the negative ego, yeah. uh, still of course tries to rear its ugly head and, uh, and run the show sometimes. But nowadays I'm very well acquainted with what it, what it sounds like, uh, and the, the tricks and devices that it uses and yeah. uh, i'm much more well equipped to be like yeah i see what you're doing there not today Only once about 200 times they fooled me before i started to like oh i could choose remember that commercial well, we three thousand times devil on one side and the little angel on the other Sometimes oh yeah this is kind of like which one's it going to be today kids <laughs> well and that's that's what we have as humans in this world and, and in every moment of every day we have the choice and we can look at that as the choice between light and dark. We can look at it as the choice between good and bad, or just the choice between our positive ego and our negative ego and which one we're going to let, um, you know, be in charge, let run the show. Yeah. And really, you know, every, every moment, every decision that we ever make can be kind of uh, boiled down at its core to that choice. They're like, all right, which one am I choosing here? Am exactly. I going to choose to serve the light? Am I going to choose to bring light in this world? Or am I going to choose the the path that's going to to bring some kind of, harm or pain, uh, whether it's to someone else or more likely ourselves. That's it's usually who we inflict the most harm on. Because yeah. most of us are good people. We're not going to go around harming others. But all the things that we do to ourselves, you know. Oh, wait. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk, the, about, we could talk uh, an entire show about that right there. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, you know, that's a whole I, rabbit hole in itself. <laughs> We're not going down that rabbit hole today because I want to go down um, the rabbit hole like how you connected with this and yeah. what this did for your life, you know, like on the So end. the, you really touched on a key aspect of it because you were talking about the lineage, but then you were saying, you know, but what's the thread? Like, what's the thing that connects? And essentially that's what a lineage is. It is a, it is a through line. It's a, it's a thread that stays consistent throughout eons of time, right? Or at least millennia. 
we can say for certain. So when we say the lineage of King Solomon, it means that the, the teachings that we're handing down are the teachings that have been developed in King Solomon's temple at his time. Now, some of them he inherited from the original Hermetic teachings. Some of them he inherited from the ancient Egyptian mystery schools. There were other things that came before him. But he really consolidated everything and put it into the form and structure that we use today. And those teachings have been handed down directly in a through line, that direct thread from teacher to student for the last 3,000 years. Uh, so it's an oral tradition that is handed down in person in very specific ways mm -hmm. to allow the the flow of the energy to stay intact and the the pathways for the light to to come in and do what it needs to do are, are so well established that as long as you follow the recipe so to speak then then the energy comes in and it knows exactly where it needs to go exactly what it needs to do i know it's hard me, to talk was... about the house i know it's kind of hard to talk about the house yeah. but what about the wow like what about the um, how, when that started to happen, like, what was the, what was the thing in your life that you first started to notice? Like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. And all of a sudden these things out here are starting to pop when they never were popping before. Right. It's interesting because I tend to be very focused on whatever I'm doing at the time. And so it's uh, surprising given who I am and what I do now and all of that. But uh, I often joke that I'm a little bit dense and I force my guides and my uh, higher self to wield energetic two by fours to get me to actually pay attention because I'm just so focused on what I'm doing, right? I'm not always necessarily looking around. But I, 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 I started on this path. I received some of the healings and I started doing some of the work uh, for... Reasons that I don't know if I can honestly tell you, I just know that I was seeking and I felt like I had found it when I found this. And there were even a first few steps that I took because I was so excited about the possibility that this, that this school and this lineage were what I was hoping it would be. Uh, but I had been excited about other things in the past before that, and they had disappointed me in some form or another. I either came across one part of the teaching that I felt wasn't in alignment, or there was some aspect of it that didn't agree with me. I always found some aspect like, I don't know, like, oh, I thought this was the thing, but it's not working. It's not vibing right for me. And so uh, a few of the steps that I took in the beginning, I really took because... I wanted to get deep enough in so I could find out it was all nonsense, get disappointed, and then move on about my business. Um, okay. I, looking back on it, I think it was my higher self kind of pulling the strings, but using my negative ego as the, as the puppet to dictate it. Um, but uh, at first, I just knew that everything I was learning was seemed super cool, and it opened up these possibilities. Oh, maybe that's what it looks like to actually have magic in the world and 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 use energy and, and really really make a difference i one of the things i was struggling with so much when i found this was a feeling of powerlessness i was looking around at the world around me i was seeing the state of things and i just felt like i couldn't do anything about it um uh, you know I, I was disillusioned by by seeing so many aspects of our world and and all of the avenues that we should be able to use to, to create and facilitate change just seemed like they were no longer functioning and that uh, it just it just felt really defeated and powerless and so, like that uh, was do you still feel that way now oh no now, now i feel like i can actually do something in the world and that was something that i did notice early on you know uh, one of the first cl classes that we teach in lineage is called empower thyself and it's uh, it's two full days of teachings and that was where 
that started to shift. I wasn't super aware of it at the time, but looking back, I, that's where I started to at least look around me and be like, all right, I can make a difference here. You know, and we all can, right? It's not just about, uh, you know, I'm not going to go be a, a political leader that's creating change on that massive scale. That way I can affect so much change by, first of all, changing myself healing my inner world and uh, and creating around me the the sphere of influence that I have direct control over about making that everything that I want it to be and then that lit the desire to then help others do the same and the more of us that just start to make our personal worlds the world that we want then the entire world eventually becomes the world that we want because we're each actively creating it in our own personal lives it's a little bit of a, a cliche statement at this point, but, you know, be the change, right? You know, that's it really is. the core. And, and, and <laughs> excuse me. There's a lot of folks right now, Charles, that are like, they don't have access to that. They're back where you were, you know, when it's like they have no control. And I remember yeah. that too. Like the first time my guides ever like spoke to me that I knew beyond a doubt was right after September 11th. And they told me that that's yeah. why I came here was something shifted then. And mm. it shifted at me for sure. I can't believe that's been like that many years ago, but oh, um, yeah, it was crazy. That was the thing. It was because it, that made any sense to me. Like none of it yeah. made sense. And I was always sort of the outsider and saw energy around things. And like, like what was happening on the inside never was a matching what, what the outside was. So I had that powerlessness too. And then when I saw it mm. reflected on a global scale and I've always sort of had that vibe or that viewpoint. I don't know why I was sort of born with it, but it's like, I see so many folks right now, like the masses are waking up when they went, when you were waking up, that's one of the first things you got to be confronted with is, is how really uncomfortable we are because we're taught to be comfortable. <laughs> we don't realize that comfortable is the thing we should run to because that's where everything that we ever wanted in our entire lives exists. But like in that space, when you were starting to wake up to that, what was the thing? Because somebody's listening to this right now, and all they want to know is what was the damn switch? Tell me where the switch is at. Like, what was that for you? Hmm. I think it was just being being reminded that I am divine, that I am royal, that I am powerful in and of myself. The biggest lie. What's that? You connected to it, right? Yeah, and that's one of you know the the empower themselves connect the students to that in a really direct and tangible way, and you know the biggest lie that we tell ourselves is that we don't matter and we can't do anything, yeah. uh, because you know each single one of us is actively manifesting the entire world around us at every moment of every day, and it's just a matter of whether we're doing it on purpose. Yeah, And uh, it's interesting though, I, I was actually, I was going to college in Manhattan on September 11, 2001. And that is a, a really a point in my path that I can look back where I, things really for, for the negative for me, and I really started to shut down and just push everything away and block everything out. You know, I, uh, by nature, I'm very much naturally, uh, you know, indigo in nature, right? I'm highly empathic, very energetically sensitive, a strong galactic tendency towards a lot of things. I just learned to hide it really well, especially because of the household I grew up in and the life that things were going on. But I didn't really completely block all that off until I think around that time of September 11th. That's when things got 
so rough and so harsh and so bad yeah. that I just shut it all down. And uh, anytime it ran a risk of uh, rearing its head too much, then I just drank until it wasn't, you know? Yeah, I, um, I was on a very similar, like, even though that happened and they said that, that was not like, woo, and I just floated my ass to here. No, I resist. I am the big, like, I'm the biggest resistor ever. Like, I'll resist till the thing, like, just doesn't have anything left. I'll just keep resisting till it doesn't have anything left. And, like, mine, I had, an, like, about 2014 was when I was diagnosed with HIV and a, a lupus. Mm. And, like, oh, my health failed. Everything failed. And, but that, that's the, that was, like, it took away a lot of ego and it made me focus on health which i became really healthy like nothing wrong with me now and mm -hmm. um i'm 57 and i bet i feel like i'm 27 like the energy's all it all shifted back but the other thing was like september 11th i'm not september 11th but the uh, like covid the the pandemic mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that was like michael you can because i was a real estate broker you know and I, it was comfortable mm -hmm. you know really comfortable until it wasn't. And then I was like, I've had this, oh shit moment for like a couple of years. Like, I know I can't go back to that, even though I still, it still exists life. But all I want to do is, you know, they were like, you're supposed to be teaching. You're supposed to be teaching. You're supposed to be, there's something. Yeah. Just, there was this pull. I know you feel that exactly what I'm talking about. So it's like that took over and I just couldn't like, I it went on for about a year, but then at, the end of 2021 is when I had a thing in the hospital where I, my heart stopped and I died. Oh, no. And mm. when I came out of that, that's when it was like, I had to surrender. And when I surrendered, that's when everything shifted. And I started connecting really deeply to, you know, everything that flows through all of us, whatever that is. Mm. But like, that is like that sense, you know, we're just a little bit ahead of the curve, but there's an on mass of people that are waking up behind that are with us now that just don't know the things that we have connected to yet. Yeah. You know, cause we're, we are on the really amazing and really great things. You know, there have this, the time that has been prophesied for, for centuries, if not long. And the, in the mystery school, we call it Shambhala. But, uh, you know, the new age, the new, the age of Aquarius, the golden yuga, world peace, whatever you want to call it, it's all different names for the same thing. And that is the next phase of our evolution, the next stage of our world. And the rays of Shambhala anchored about a year and a half ago on September 21st, uh, 2021. And so what we're seeing now are the, the people waking up. Right. And we're, we're seeing that that ascension energy starts gain momentum. Unfortunately, as light comes in, it's starting to shine on all the things that we still need to clear up that we don't want to take into Shambhala with us that we don't that aren't going to help. Us, right? Yeah, they're not like they're not going to work. And that's also why, you know, so many uh, started a while ago, but now especially, you know, so many young people are being born highly energetically sensitive, highly empathic, what we would call indigos. You know, and the purpose for an indigo is to create Shambhala because in Shambhala, we need to be able to recognize, work with and and manipulate the subtle energies of the world around us to do what needs to be done there. And we also need this high level of empathy, because if I feel the pain that I'm causing you as I'm causing it, I'm going to stop causing it pretty quickly. You know, uh, that that 
and it, more than just like, you know, we don't always want to do anything just because that, you know, there's like, but uh, even more than that, there's just the sense of unity. You know, we are a collective consciousness. We are a, we are one big giant being of energy that's individuated into billions and billions and billions and billions of we're all here experiencing the physical world at our own times and in our own ways to be able to, you know, do what we came here to do, which is a, a longer conversation topic. But um, we're always striving to get back towards that connection and that that level of empathy is going to help us get there in such a, a more profound and functional way. I'm not exactly sure how I got there. So, but there you go. <laughs> it's even, even talking about the part of the journey, you know, when you start to wake up, I was extremely angry. I was extremely, didn't know how to deal with all of those things. Cause mm -hmm. you know, what I was, was depressed. Yep. There were things that I'd suppressed and depressed that were in my body. And that's where we resign. And that's, we just accept that. But when we start coming out of that, what feels better than depression is being pissed off but you can't stay there. Right. Like, so if you just gotta, we got to shift through those emotional scales, like an octave, a song, and just keep getting so we can get a little whiff of hope. And then we're, then we're going somewhere. <laughs> um, and it's hard because especially, you know, especially once we start to be more aware and you start to look around and you start to, you know, uh, actually, you know, take an active role in making your life better and making the world better that's when it's the most dangerous time for our spiritual arrogance to kick in and for us to start looking around and be like, well, I'm working on changing the world today. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? And that's yeah, going to lead to also the anger because yeah. like, oh my God, I'm working so hard to make the world better. And I'm watching you just tear it down. How dare you, you, you know, insert expletive. Yeah. So gratitude and compassion become such key ingredients to to weave into the mix, you know, anger in and of itself is, is just an emotion, right? Uh, it's neither good nor bad. There is a time when righteous anger can, can give us the fuel and the fire that we need to get something done. Right. Uh, it's just, you don't want it distorted and we don't want to hold on to it. Right. You gotta, you know, we need to find a healthy outlet for it, healthy expression of it. Uh, Cause otherwise it's just going to get lodged into the subconscious to come back and bite us in the vine later on. Um, yeah. But the more, you know, the more can have for, for others and the, and the fact that no idea, and it is impossible for me to know how hard someone else is trying to do anything that they're doing. And I can certainly uh, look at anybody in the world and say, oh, you could be doing better, but I don't know them. I don't know their life. And the vast majority of people are doing their best and they're good people and and they're making the best they know how to make. Now we can argue all day long about, you know, how misguided those choices might be, but mm. the vast majority are good people that are trying their best and doing the best with the tools that they have available to them and with the skill set that they currently could, you know, yeah. possess. Yeah. And 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 when you accept that, then the compassion kicks in and be like, "Oh man, you're really you're really trying and is all that's coming out of how much effort you're putting in. That means you're really struggling. So, you know, here, let me lend my brother a hand here. Let me support my sister, you know, and let me be grateful for them for providing me the opportunity to be in the flow of compassion and to be in the light of service because there is no, there's no closer to God source spirit creator, whatever you want to call that energy that you spoke of earlier, right? That energy that flows through us, the, 
primordial force of love and good in the world that brings order to the chaos, name yeah. it whatever you want, the the most powerful way that we can connect to that energy in this life is when we step into service to another. Yeah. Okay. Easier said than done, but it's the truth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's the part that's like so hard for folks, I believe, is like learning how to not react to something. Mm. It, it takes an incredible, it takes a practice. The mind's going to say, hey, that doesn't work. Because it's the one that doesn't want you to do that. doesn't want you to become aware. And, and we also live right now in the world that spirituality, like when it first happens to folks, like it is the first thing that it hijacks because what you just said is, is true. And I've so been there. I mean, it got me, it took me, here you go. Yeah. It was like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. You now you're over here. But it really wasn't until I realized this context of, I had been living my, like, it was like this, this random weird moment in 2018 that I just had this switch that went off. I have no idea where it came from, but I realized my entire context of my entire life since I came out of the womb was built off of surviving something, everything. And when that happened, that collapsed, that context collapsed. Mm -hmm. And so I've been the last couple of years just trying to adjust to, even though I could fail now and like, like fall down and no money or whatever it was, but I know I'm too, too aware that that's happening for a specific reason. Like I'm causing everything. Like there's no, there's no everybody else. There's no out there. Cause it's just, I can't not, not know that now. But at the same time, I realize there's not a lot of folks walking around the planet that know that yet or, or, but I know that that's where we're all kind of going. There aren't yet, but they're getting, we're getting more and more, uh, you know, every day. But it is, it's tricky, you know, the, the, the blame and the, all of the things that happened, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. You no, know, and it, it always sounds hokey to capture these, these, these things because they're basic, but they're so foundational, but you know, the uh, gratitude and love and compassion then become, you know, the, uh, the diffuser, right? That makes all of it dissipate because the, the love part comes with, uh, with the self, right? We have to, we have to have love of the self. And when we truly get to the point where that is thriving and, and really, you know, full flow, then all of those other things that happened, no matter how bad they were, become just rest, sorry, ingredients in the recipe, you know, that made this whatever this is that oh. i am now right yeah and if any of those ingredients had been missing i wouldn't this wouldn't be me i'd be somebody else right now Dang, and like nothing's wrong nothing's yeah. wrong nothing's ever wrong and and it doesn't mean that bad things don't happen and that you know evil things aren't done but but it's all about what we do with it afterwards right even those because things there's still like our own perception well, it depends. You know, there there are some exceptions to that. Like, we don't need to talk about it here, but like, you know, for the most part, yes. Like, you know, the vast majority of things, yes. Uh, but there are certain things that happen to children that like, eh, that's that's not part of the, right? That's, that's something else. But either way, on the other side of it, it's up to us what we do with it. And we can either, you know... Uh, there's a popular meme right now that, that runs around every, every few minutes that's, uh, you know, we may not be responsible for the things that happen, but now as adults, we are responsible for our healing and for, you know, for making sure that it doesn't affect us or others negatively. I'm paraphrasing, but you know, you get the idea. 
Um, but then, you know, so the, the, the self-love then to the gratitude of all the things that happen and say, all right, well, I, I'm, I'm thankful for, uh, all of those bad things, even though they were bad at the time. And, and yes, there was pain and trauma that was created from it, but they'd all set the stage and provided the opportunity for me to become who I am. And I love who I am. So ultimately all is good, which then leads me to the compassion for those that I could point the finger at and blame. Um, cause you know, from the age of reason on, right, we, we have more of an emotional faculty around us and we're, we're somewhat more in control of our lives. And then we're, we're at least 50% responsible for many of the things that are going to go on. Uh, I'll, I'll say many to most, I, I won't necessarily say all, although it's, you know, but there are things that happen to us as children, right? Cause we, we don't have control over our lives as children. But I was and abused we, as a child, just so you know, I was abused as a yeah. child. So it's like, I, I, I totally know. And I recently just had, you know, I dealt with all of it from a, an ontological space and therapy space and all of that stuff. I dealt with all of it, but the thing that was there in my body, I didn't see till about three months ago and a, yeah. some, a, some, an ex, a breathing exercise that randomly came out in a sequence of events that had just, I talked about it on a couple of podcasts ago mm -hmm. but it was like that thing actually it's the first one that came out <laughs> with dana dr dana oh, was cool. about like how i watched that leave my body and i was able to grab that little kid that was frozen there on that bed while that lady was doing you know playing with me and like but it's like i knew there was a little frozen piece in me that was stuck that was scared and i didn't mm -hmm. understand why how can i be this of everything else but yet there's this thing and i can't see like the blinders were on and something yeah. about that exercise, that breathing thing, just made me oh, yeah. detach a little bit. And I literally saw, I saw it. And I was able to just somehow, like, no kid, you're coming with me. I got you from here on out. Like, you don't have to be frozen anymore. I got you. Like, just take care of it. And, like, I, that it went away. That went away. It healed. It healed. It healed. It healed. I had no idea that that was even, like, part of the thing. So I know what you're talking about. It is. And... I had the experience where I could feel what she felt in that moment and like how her life had been because of it. But again, it, it happened, but my life not be, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And I love where I'm at right now. I love me right now. So yeah, it's bad, but it's also, it, it, it unlocked, it was, it was what I, my path, I was right or wrong, but it, I love that part of it. I know I wouldn't be that Michael today had that thing not happened, had it not haunted me, had I not had the experiences that I had when I was a kid, like all of the things yeah. really somehow I've been able to make peace with it. That makes sense. Well, no, and that's the, uh, you know, the, for me, that's healing. What is it? That's, that's, that's what we do. We, we take, you know, uh, even when it is a situation where the hand was dealt to us, that we did not have a hand in dealing it it then becomes an opportunity for us to become more and better and greater because of it, rather than yeah. being, you know what, you know what, it, more power than it had in the first place. Right. We you know what it gave to... me, it gave me a vision that I wanted to be a part of whatever was going on in the world, that we had a world where when children were born, they were loved, nurtured, like parents light lit up around them nurtured every dream that they ever had inside of them and they grow up and they manifest that dream to make the world a better place like that's what that experience in the background of my life gave me and that's exactly what i am doing with my life right now so that's, uh, 
Yeah. It's one of the things that really drives me as well. Like I, you know, I was always, uh, was always a little bit of an oddball as a child and uh, many people didn't quite know what to do with me. Uh, we, we have family videos that you watch where, you know, 20 minutes of the video go by and then I just come wandering in from some unknown somewhere, you know, and it just, who knows what I was doing and nobody seemed concerned. This was a completely normal thing for me to do. I was yeah. probably off playing with fairies in the backyard, who knows what, um, but it was just always odd. And I, I was also, again, you know, highly energetic, energetically sensitive and highly empathic. So not only did I, was I aware of the fact I was different, but then I was able to feel the emotions from the people around me thinking, you know, oh, what do we do with a little weirdo? And the the amount of judgment that I just felt directed at me all the time, so not from a victim place, but I was just aware of it. I was like, oh, yep, that's that's me. I'm different. I know why or how. Um, and and some of that was energetically sensitive. Some of that because I was, you know, I, I, I went into I was at a young age, so I was always different from all the other boys because I was going to dance class instead of sports or whatever. You know, there were there were many reasons why I was, you know, the weird little oddball that I was. Um, I just always felt it and I was always aware of it. And it's something that I can still, you know, I don't have the attachment to it anymore, but I I can still feel what that feels like. And that's something that I, I, I kind of keep a little bit of a connection to because that drives me a little bit. I yeah. want to have a world where every child, no matter how weird, the little guy or girl is that that they're just loved accepted for exactly who and what they are and that they don't ever have to know that that uh confusion and and judgment yeah. and you know like oh we better we better help straighten this kid up or you know who knows what he's going to deal with down the road like no just let him let, let him be <laughs> just love because well, wow. as children we're so much more in tune with our individuality with our pure essence with our core like you know there are some things that maybe we can look at as adults where you know yes we always want to love and accept people but maybe we want to say i love and accept you but you know you're killing yourself so let's maybe talk about that thing we don't have to worry about that with them it's just kids like they're they're themselves they're pure just love them just love them like that's yeah like live in a world where that's like that's just the thing that happens that's just the thing that happens it's natural we don't you know provide structure and boundaries and discipline and all of these things that are helpful for a person to thrive in the world but it's all done from a place of love it's all done from a place of acceptance it's all done from you know joy and and compassion right you know it it, it just loses all of the negatives that come with any of it I agree. What a beautiful yeah. conversation. This is the thing that I love. I love having conversations. I really, really do. What's your take from today? I am I am the worst at question anytime it's asked to me about anything. I, I uh, I'm always happy to to have a reason to with someone who helps me remember why I do what I do. You know, it's easy to get bogged down in the doing of the thing sometimes. Because, you know, uh, living a life in service is uh, full of beauty and wonder and joy, and it can also be highly challenging. And and uh, it can be um, a lonesome, if not lonely path, right? You know, it, it, lonely isn't the right word, but there's so much that we go through that we, we have to go through alone. And there's so much, you know, internal reflection and so many things that we do in and of ourselves that, you know, it's any chance that we have we can have an opportunity to come together and to remember what we're all doing 
and and that's and that's Shambhala. It, you know, call it whatever you want, all the same thing, but that's what we're all working towards is where a world where children are nourished and loved and cared for by everyone and where not just children but all people are accepted and and loved and you know shambhala doesn't mean that there's no pain and there's no heartache and there's not struggles and challenges right it just means that the deliberate harm of one to another that's what that's what goes away you know we still have life we still have loss we still have challenges like all of those things are part of our growth they're why are here they help make us better humans, better beings, better, better kings and queens, better gods and goddesses, however you want to think of it. Um, but, but the deliberate harm that, you know, of one to another, because I am a divine being. And if I recognize that divinity in every other being, then so many of our problems just disappear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the old, that's the old namaste, right? Which again is a, a very, a little bit of a cliche, thing at this point that a lot of people throw around there in the same way that I've had some people say the words love and light to me in ways that I did not feel like they meant love and light at all. But, uh, but that's what not is, right? The, the, the God, yeah, the divine the essence, the, the royalty that is me is within me is recognizing that divinity and that royalty and that God essence within you. And if I recognize it within you, I recognize it within everyone. And if everyone's recognizing it within each other, then I won't venture a percentage, but a lot of our problems in the world just, yeah. and it seems simple and, and, but, but it is beauty of it because mm-hmm. the greatest things are, doesn't mean it's easy, but it is no. very simple. It's always uncomfortable. Always, yeah. always, always, always. Dig but into the discomfort and that's where the good start. Life the ones that happen in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Really does. I, uh, the, the last little thing I'll leave, you know, um, one of the things that I love about the mystery school and the lineage teachings and, and how effective they are. Um, if you remember the original Mary Poppins movie, mm-hmm. there was a point when, uh, the children want Bert to help them jump into the chalk drawing on the pavement and mm-hmm. Mary Poppins says no. And so Bert says, here, I'll do it. And he leads them through this kind of convoluted process of, you know, all right, you think and you blink and you double blink, you know, and all the stuff and they jump in and it doesn't of course work. At which point Mary Poppins, you know, heaves an exasperated sigh, rolls her eyes, walks up, grabs their hands and says one, two, three, and jumps in and they're, they're there, like the magic worked. And uh, that for me has been uh, kind of my experience with the, with the lineage, with the cool stuff is that you learn something and you know what it's supposed to do, but you see how simple and uncomplicated it is it doesn't mean it's easy right but but simple pure and uncomplicated and then you're like that can't do what it's supposed to do but then you do and you count to three and you jump in the picture and you're there and all of a sudden this magic has worked and you're like oh well damn all right then oh, there you go just takes pop of the lid off of it just look just a little bit then, yeah just yes. you know get to get to that core essence the real purity of the of the situation and then and then it's simple but it can be very simple. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. I really appreciate oh, it. And I love pleasure. Thank you for having me. And, and, and um, if people want to know more about what you're doing and all those words that we were talking about today that you possibly yeah. under, didn't understand, we're going to put some links in the description box of this below so we people can like read more about it and understand. Because 
I love it. It helps me and it expands my awareness and I love it. I, I've always loved it. Always loved it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. And I, I love, I love being able to, to be with awesome people and talk about awesome things. So yeah, I do too. I, that's why I do this. So that's my takeaway for today is like, learn something. Like if you got somebody in your life, just start having like a deeper conversation other than like, hi, how's the weather? How, what's going on with your kid? That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Just let's meet for some coffee or some tea and just get to know each other a little bit better and find out not to pry or what's going on, but it's just like, I think when we start to connect, we'll open up and share like what's really going on with the in, inside of us. Because when we do, it allows it to shift and move a little bit and create more space for the new stuff that's trying to come in. So hope this inspires you to have a deeper conversation with people that you love in your life. And uh, awesome. yeah, for Charles and me, see you on the next one. Bye-bye guys. Thank you.